Ion 2020, episode 49. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. Hey everybody, thank you for joining me on Ion 2020. This is Ray E and I'm your host of the I on 2020 podcast, the place that you're coming on a daily basis for all the news events and happenings with regards to the 2020 election, all those things that are going to stimulate your interest. And uh, that's what I scour the news for, things that are going to stimulate your interest. Make sure that you come back tomorrow and listen and, you know, give you the necessary information you're going to need to choose the right candidates going into 2020. I cover the Democrats, Republicans, uh, Green Party, I mean, third parties, the whole nine yards, that's what I'll be doing for the next 18 months, 19 months or so, until November 2020. Uh, how long is it? Actually, it's a little longer than that, probably like 22 months or so, uh, or 20 months, till the election. And I want to make sure that you get all the news that you need, All stay up to date with these candidates, and know what's going on, because, you know, this is Ion 2020, the, the, the best place for all that news and all that information. Uh, I've been going for about two months now, and I really enjoy what I'm doing, and uh, I hope that you're enjoying listening to the podcast as well on a daily basis. I'm going to publish something Monday through Friday for you, uh, just to make sure that you can stay on top of this news. And that's it. So if you can, go ahead and subscribe to the show, and uh, if you want, go ahead and give me a five-star rating and review as well. But the most important thing I say is subscribe, because the more subscribers I get, the more uh, the, the podcast is known. If you want to share it with your friends, go ahead and do that as well. Uh, maybe they'll like to listen to a little bit about the 2020 election. I come at things from a libertarian perspective and hopefully I can, you know, people that are not libertarian, maybe I can give you a refreshing look at some of these candidates. If you're a conservative, uh, you know, I, I, I think I go slightly unbiased in the sense that I cover some Donald Trump stuff. I cover some of these, uh, the Democrats, I cover some of the third parties as well, but when I'm looking at these candidates, I look at it from a libertarian perspective. So, you know, Democrats, some of the things that they're doing is okay, and some of the things that Donald Trump is doing okay. I know that the Democrats would never allow you to say anything good about Donald Trump and vice versa, but it's true, you know, if there's if someone's gonna take an anti war stance, if someone will take a if someone will take a stance on things that I agree with, then I'm gonna go ahead and support them in that. Uh, doesn't mean that I love them for everything else. I mean, there's plenty of candidates that have hugely socialist views, but then they're uh, taking on a foreign policy that I that I like, and I'm going to support them in that. Donald Trump, same thing. I mean, he has things that I like about him, things I dislike about him. But uh, from a libertarian's perspective, you're going to like things about people, and you're going to dislike things about people, and it's their candidacy that really counts, right? Because um, I have a distrust in government in the first place. So... I'm going to bring those bring those issues to the forefront though. You know, and you'll you'll be able to listen and hopefully you'll like what you hear uh no matter what you know perspective you have pol- politically. Uh but today all I wanted to really talk about was Howard Schultz. 
And the reason why is because he recently wrote a book and he's been all over the news and stuff about it. And he talks about how, um, you know, it talks about free enterprise economy and, you know, a free enterprise system and so forth. And he talks a lot about that, but he's been speculated as a possible contender for 2020 as well, either running as a Democrat or, or running as an independent. So they're talking about Schultz running as a, if he runs as a Democrat, then he'll be running, you know, with, with this huge amount of all the other people, this crowded field is what they're calling it of other Democrats who are running. And if he decides to run as an independent, they're saying that all he's going to do is um, pull votes away from the Democratic candidates because Democrats generally like the guy. He has a lot of liberal views and so forth. Um, but he's, they say, I mean, if you run it as an independent, it's really just giving it away to Donald Trump is what the Democrats say. And if you really look at it, it's true. Is Whoever runs if as an independent, if they're going to pull away from Trump, then it'll help the Democrat. If they're if it's going to pull away from the Democrat, then it's going to help Trump. So if Howard Schultz does that, they say that he would be a spoiler. And I don't know that he would necessarily want to be a spoiler because I don't know that he would think that would be good for the country, right? So, but he's, but he, I mean, he's, <clears throat> if he decides to run as a Democrat, I haven't seen a lot of polls that show him really highly rated, but I'm sure he would be. He's speaking in a different way than a lot of the Democrats are. A lot of the Democrats are speaking as from a socialist point of view. They have a very socialist-minded mindset, anti-commerce mindset, anti-business mindset. Um, and Howard Schultz is out there speaking against that. And the quote that I have for you today is specifically from his tweets, but he was on Morning Joe, I guess it was, because I was looking at the, the tweet that he had, and he was on MSNBC Morning Joe, and he's talking with him, and then they're talking about John Hickenlooper is running for president. And what a lot of these candidates are saying is that there's, I mean, I was watching um, one of the TV shows on Sunday, and they were interviewing this John Hickenlooper, and he was a businessman. He was a Texas businessman. He had a lot of small businesses. He had a lot of large businesses. And he should be speaking highly of a free enterprise system. He should be speaking highly of a capitalist system. And when the when the news reporter called him out and said, hey, why can't you say that you're a for, for a capitalist society right now? Why can't you say you're for a capitalist, you know, free market and free enterprise? He stutters and he starts stumbling around that question. And I, he did it on Morning Joe and then he did it again on the Sunday morning show that I was watching uh, the other day. And he, he just can't even answer that question in the right way. And he's saying, yes, I, you know, I don't want to be, he says, I don't want to be set in stone as, as one type of person. And, but when you're in a crowded field of Democrats, you have to go far to the left in order to appease a lot of this base, right? The people that are the most excited. He, this guy, Hickenlooper, well, he'll be out pretty soon because if he cannot explain that and if he cannot proudly say, hey, the free enterprise system helped me in my business, it helped me to get rich, it helped me, you know, to, I guess he might be able to say, like, to give back to the community and things of that nature. If he can't say that with confidence, 
then he's really not going to get very far. These people that are on the socialist side, this more like the Bernie Sanders of the world, Bernie Sanders says it with confidence what he believes. He has, you know, these ideals that are set in stone and he knows how to talk to talk about them and he doesn't stutter, he doesn't get sidetracked. He goes straight to the point every single time. And a lot of these candidates that are more, you know, further left are very much the same way. So John Hickenlooper, he was talking about all these things on Morning Joe, and he was also talking about the Sunday morning shows, and when they're calling him out about it, this is what Howard Schultz says. He says, even if even a successful businessman and entrepreneur like Governor Hickenlooper can't openly support capitalism in the Democratic primary, it's clear, it's clear this is Senator Sanders' party now, and that's true. A Democrat can't get traction right now as a free market entrepreneur, as a businessman, as a successful businessman. They're not going to get traction on the Democratic side. And it's cl- and then Howard Joel says it's clear that this is Senator Sanders' party now. So Howard Schultz, being a businessman, a very successful businessman, he was the owner of, or he was the CEO of Starbucks. I think he was the founder and CEO of Starbucks, right? And he, if he decides to run for president, he'll be able to talk up free market, free enterprise, the values of the capitalist system, but also he'll come at it from a left perspective and say that you should, you should, you know, make the free market as strong as possible so that you can use that to benefit the welfare state and things of that nature, right? So he'll come at it from a more left perspective, but he'll say you need to encourage the free market because it is a good system. And I think that's the way that Howard Schultz will come at it. And in his book, when I was reading a little bit about on the front of his book and a little bit about his book, it was seeming like the same thing, that he thinks that the free market is a great thing, but he also thinks that you know, when you have the wealth that a free market produces, that the government should have some way to siphon some of that money off in order to help out the entire uh, population, the underprivileged and things of that nature. So uh, the people of that nature. So um, I just thought it was very interesting the way that he said that, you know, and it is clear, you, it is clear that this is Bernie Sanders, the Democrat Party is Bernie Sanders' party now. He ran in 2016 as a strong candidate. He had a huge following of younger people. He had a huge following of, you know, very far left people. <clears throat> and it was, it was, you know, a fringe candidate that took on a hugely, you know, that became very popular. He became very popular during the 2016 election. And then they stole that, you know, they, they stole the primary from him given Hillary, you know, answers to, or know the questions in advance for some of the debates. Um, They basically, I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole lawsuit that went on with regard to Bernie Sanders, you know, having the election stolen from him, that they were encouraging Democrats to vote for Hillary, the Democratic National Committee was doing that, and so forth. So, um, but you can't stop it. You can't stop something once it starts going, right? And Bernie Sanders, I mean, he had a message that resonated with a lot of people, and they started their little revolution. You know, when you become a martyr in that sense, and in a sense, 
Bernie Sanders was a martyr to Hillary in that way, then it gets those people more inspired to start, you know, getting out there and, and getting the vote, getting the votes needed for the 2020 election. So you have Bernie Sanders who's running now. This is definitely Bernie Sanders' party because you can see that he, had, he was the furthest left candidate that ever ran back in 2016, probably. Um, I don't want to say the furthest, the furthest one that got far in a primary, the furthest left to get that far in a primary ever. And now you have people that are even to the left of Bernie Sanders in, this, in the Democrats, in the Democratic uh, nomination, that's trying to get the Democratic nomination. And if you're to the left of Bernie Sanders and you have a shot at becoming the nominee, then this is definitely Bernie Sanders' party. Like, he's kind of like the baseline middle at this point. You have people that are to the right of him, you have people to the left of him, but he's that baseline middle now. He moved that party way to the left. And uh, I don't know if that's going to be to the detriment of the Democrats or not, because I don't know for sure if the mainstream voter is ready for somebody as far left as Bernie Sanders or anyone that's even further left than him, right? I definitely don't think so. I do think that um, they might go for somebody that's more mainstream, like, you know, Joe Biden or something like that. I mean, and Joe Biden will have some left ideas, but he's not going to be as far left from a socialist perspective as a Bernie Sanders. So I don't know if it's good for the Democrats that they that they went that far left, but I think it is a sign of of what's going on in the world right now, right? Um, the pendulum swings. So it's the pendulum swing swings way to the right with a Donald Trump, even though I think that Donald Trump is more of a populist, but, and the perception is, is that he's a racist and that he's a bigot and all this stuff, whether you think he is or not, I don't know. Um, but the p- pendulum swings way to the right with Donald Trump, and then it's going to force the other side to swing way to the left. <clears throat> That's just the way that politics has always been. Just like when Barack Obama got elected in 2008, the pendulum swings way to the right with the Tea Party movement, right? So I think that it's probably not good for the Democrats that it swings so far to the left. But, you know, that it is what it is, right? And it's gonna, it'll be telling in 2020 who ends up getting the nomination for the Democratic ticket. If it's going to be a Bernie Sanders type person or if it's going to be somebody that's more mainstream. Right now, Joe Biden's looking like uh, a good candidate if he decides to run. I said that I thought that he would announce by last week and he didn't. So I don't know what he's going to do. Um, but I did find an article though earlier this week and it, or over the weekend, I think it was. And it was just about the Iowa voter and that, that the idea or the word socialist isn't as toxic as I thought it would be. So I thought the word socialist would be a toxic word, especially among older voters. But I, I saw some, um, I saw some, I guess not questions, but I saw some polls that were taken and it was saying for the voters that are, um, under 25, you know, like 48, 49% of them are okay with a socialist candidate, maybe even more than that, I think. And then you get to the 35, you know, 25 to 35s, and it was a little bit less. Like, they might have been, you know, 38% were okay with a socialist. But then when you get to the older people, 
Then you have like 26% that are okay with a socialist and the word socialist, you know, the word socialist in the candidacy. So the younger generation is okay with socialism and it's not as toxic. And when you get into the primaries, these straw polls and so forth, you do get a lot of younger voters out there, especially in the college towns. So uh, Bernie Sanders can probably win Iowa and certain some of these um, liberal strongholds like the, the college and university towns in Iowa. Um, so I don't think that the word socialist is going to be that as, as bad as I thought it would be. And and I don't think, I mean, from, from when I say as bad as I thought it would be, I just thought it would be a toxic word for the Democrats going into the primaries and especially against Donald Trump. And now Donald Trump is making it an issue. You hear him say during a couple different things, it was a state of union, but he's been saying it since then, that America is not a socialist country and it never will be. Um, so he's trying to make it a prominent part of the of the 2020 election, especially if the Democrats nominate somebody like Bernie Sanders or somebody that's even further left than him, or even someone that's close to where he's at on the left, right? So Donald Trump is going to try to make it about socialism versus capitalism. I think that's the that's his strategy going forward, and we'll see where that leads him as well. I just from one of the polls that I saw, that word socialist isn't as toxic as it once was. But it will definitely help him win those states that have an older population like Florida. If older retirees are scared of the word socialism, then that's going to be a challenge for the Democrats going into Florida if they nominate someone that's further left. Just because Florida, with as many retirees as you have, in like only you know a small percentage of those people, like 20% or 25%, are okay with a socialist president. Um, that says a lot. So, and those are the people that are going to vote. Those are the ones that are most likely to vote as a older retiree. They are way more likely to vote than someone that's 18 years old who has a socialist mindset. Um, so anyway, that's the show today, guys. I appreciate you coming out and listening. Go ahead and subscribe to the show. I did ad lib a lot today and I apologize. I just, uh, I just wanted to really bring you this idea from what, what Howard Schultz said. Because I thought it was, what he said was very telling. And, you know, that's an observer from the outside looking in at the Democratic Party. And he's, you know, he really does feel that it's Senator Sanders' party now when a businessman like Governor Hickenlooper can't openly support capitalism in a Democratic primary. He can't. And if you, if you got, if you go back and you listen, I guess if you type in on YouTube, if you type in um, Governor Hickenlooper and then you type in, um, can't openly support capitalism, I bet you'd find some of the places where he's stuttering and just can't make a coherent argument on why he doesn't support capitalism because you know in deep in his heart he does. He just doesn't want to say it because it's going to make all these people just write him off immediately. And he has to stay close to the side of Bernie Sanders. So this is the show, guys. I appreciate you. Like I said, go ahead and subscribe to the show and give me a five-star rating and review. Share it with your friends and then come back tomorrow. This is Eye on 2020, your place for a clear vision for the 2020 election.